0: Hi everyone, this is Peter Vantine at First Love Ministries. Thanks for tuning in to the conclusion of Mark Fee's podcast, God's Extreme Makeover. This is part six and the final episode. We're so glad you tuned in and hope you enjoy. And now here's Mark. Now here's the thing though, is that what we've talked about a bit is how much of this transformation we do on our own. That. There's stuff that we've got to do. You've got to take time to install. You've got to take time to ask the Lord what's in your life that's inhibiting you from actually embracing truth and living out truth. But the reason why I chose this section of Ephesians is because Paul in this chapter adds the other crucial element to our transformation. Chapter four, verse 11 and following. He says it was Jesus who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, which means you have to get involved in things that we're doing to help you learn, to grow, to change, to be equipped. But then let's continue. He says to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there's the goal again. The goal is that God wants to transform you until you become mature, until you are fully like Jesus. Whole oh, baby, big goal. So verse 14, he says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. And now the key point. From him the whole body... Not just pastors, prophets, apostles, etc. The whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. See, the bottom line is that it takes all of us, all of us, doing our part for transformation to really be fruitful, for transformation to be effective. And just like we talked about last week, that you can be exposed to truth, but if you don't take time to install it, it's the same thing. You will not experience the maximum kind of transformation work that God wants to do unless you get involved. And that is both helping others change as well as putting yourself in a place to be changed. Which means in the end, you guys, is that you got to invest some time. Now, I know everybody's busy. I know you're busy. I know you got work. Most of us together with commute and this, that, and the other thing, it can run 10 to 12 hours is your normal work day. And you do that five days, maybe more a week. And then you come home, and then you got responsibilities. You know, like making dinner, doing stuff with the kids, doing bills, stuff around the house. I mean, there's always something that responsibilities are telling you what to do. And so you got this huge chunk where they're telling you what to do every day. And then you come home in your house, in your life, and responsibilities are telling you what to do today. And you're just waiting for that moment when oh, free time. Free time. That little moment when finally in that day, I get to decide for myself what I want to do. My time. Now, I know that that time is like itsy bitsy bitsy compared to everything else. And see, the most difficult thing is that my time, that free time, is also the time that's only available for God to do transformation in you. Now, sometimes there's a little free time like in your car. There's a little free time at your lunch. I know there's things you can kind of be working on, but I mean for just concentrated time, it's that same little window that God's trying to fight you for. Free time, a little bit at night, Saturday, Sunday. So what are you gonna do with your free time? This is the last point that I think the Lord wanted for us to just reflect on for a few minutes is that for most of us, that thing of free time, man, that's like sacred. That's mine. And so even just look at that for this morning, Mark, don't touch my sacred space. But see, I think if we don't allow the Lord to come renew our mind about that, then I think transformation is going to be really, really limited. So here's the idea. First of all, is it okay to do things for yourself? Yes. Look at Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers, were called to be free. So you have free time but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature rather serve one another in love now see the hardest part about that little phrase indulge your sinful nature is that our culture is experts at helping you do that and it's been training you all your life to do that and if you're anything like me see is that I fell into this free time, my time rut, and maybe you might have that a little bit too, where in our household, my father lives and dies for ice cream. There were times when we were growing up, if the grocery store was selling two for one, but only one per customer, he'd take us, drop us all off, give us money and a coupon, and send us each into the store. And then we'd come home and we'd fill this freezer full. And I'm telling you, one day, my younger brother left the freezer ajar. Oh, yes, you better. I'm telling you, man. Now, never mind that there was a half a cow in there. My dad had a cow over 25 half gallons of melted ice cream, you know? He's like ready to go ballistic. So, but the crazy thing was, see is that then what happened in our household was that our free time rut was that as soon as the dinner was over, you brought in your dishes, you did the dishes, then you made this huge bowl of ice cream. If there were any cookies around, you'd get that, you'd go downstairs and you'd watch TV until you went to bed. Anybody ever done that before? <laughs> Only two of you, wow. I'm glad you guys don't have any ruts. It was really hard for me to realize that it was so programmed. Dinner's over, dishes, ice cream, TV, sleep. Now, is it okay to watch a little television? Of course it is. Especially if you watch well and smart. In fact, look at this verse from the Apostle Paul in First Timothy six. He says, Command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. Boy, we're living in that time, aren't we? when wealth is so uncertain. But then I love this, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Oh, thank you, Jesus, (laughs) that that's in there, that we can actually do something that's fun for us personally. But then he says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. For in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. You know, it's just not that you can't have enjoyment, but look at what the challenge is. The challenge is that do good, be rich in good deeds, generous, willing to share. There's some other things that you can do that, oh, by the way, it might cause you to feel like you just took hold of life that is really life. When Rob and I were five years married, I was born and raised to play. My parents didn't even know sometimes if I belonged to the family, because I was never home. I was out playing. The thing I got disciplined more than anything else was not coming home from play on time. Or when they said, you can't play, and I went and did it anyway. I got in trouble all the time. Well, I brought that into our marriage. And so, man, I just lived to play. Man, I had to play hoop, had to play golf, had to play, 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 play. So then one day, Robin says to me, honey, um, you don't spend any time with me. I go, what do you mean? We, we vacuum together, we do dishes together, we, we, um, we watch TV together. And she goes, uh, that ain't time with me. So we have this conversation. Finally, she says, what's really time with me is if... You sit with me and we read a book together out loud or, and then we talk about her. We go for a walk. Go for a walk? <laughs> what fun is that? And I'm thinking, oh God, man, this is gonna be like the supreme sacrifice, man. I'm giving up joy and fun in life. I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Robin, right, I mean, I'm not just playing. I really thought like life was over. If I love my wife, I just, I've just committed joy suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then we started doing it and we did it for two years. I promised that I wouldn't play for two years just to give it a chance. And the amazing thing happened was that when I finally went off to go play again, I realized after 5 hours of golf and losing <laughs> what was the joy in that? When I started comparing that to hours loving and being loved with my wife and listening and talking and reading and hanging out and and all of a sudden what God started doing was helping me to realize that mark it's not that you can't do some of those things but you've been sold out that you think indulging yourself is where real joy ultimately comes from, and you just do that primarily all the time. See some of the challenges. Will you just pause long enough to go, Father, I can't do anything about my job or my responsibilities. Maybe you can simplify a little bit, but there's this one little piece that I do have control over. What I need you more to anything else is to renew my mind about it. Would you like help me to step back, loose grips a little bit and go, Lord, are there other ways I could spend that time that I don't even know would be more fun? And then help me to do it. Help me to choose it. All of it to say, you gotta make a choice. Choose something. Do something. I pray that every one of us been able to think about our time, asking you to renew our minds about it, helping us to make different choices, most of all, to get involved. To that end, Lord, we just say, help us. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Mark will return with his regular weekly podcast next week. If you'd like to learn more information or subscribe to our weekly e-newsletter, you can do so by visiting us at firstlovedministries.org. Thanks for listening and have a great day. God bless.